Blade Podcast is brought to you by fans, for fans. We've been diehard followers of the Blaney Racing family for two decades. Today we closely follow third generation driver Ryan Blaney, who pilots the number 12 Ford Mustang for Team Penske on the NASCAR Cup Series circuit. Each week on the podcast, of course, we'll review Ryan's latest NASCAR race, preview the next race, and offer news and notes, statistics, analysis. Um, and uh, we did a, we're going to do a quick one here. Um, just for something for you to listen to between now and the Daytona 500, um, kind of recapping speed weeks uh, per se, uh, and because uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday there was a lot of action on the track finally, and uh, it was good to see cars on track uh, these last couple days, wasn't it? Yes, finally. Um, so far, three days in, what are your impressions so far of what uh, what uh, Ryan and uh, his new crew chief are doing? Um, they're they're definitely taking a more a bit more aggressive approach to the, the racing this year, and I am enjoying that. I think a lot of us are enjoying that, uh, just seeing them getting a little bit more hungry. I mean, they've always been hungry, don't get me wrong, but, yeah, getting just a little bit more, I want to be in this conversation a little bit more. Yeah, they start off uh, Tuesday with practice. They had two practices on Tuesday. The first practice, a lot of cars um, were doing single single runs, uh, qualifying runs, mock qualifying runs, and a lot of that you really couldn't tell by speed what was going on. But once they got near the end of the second practice, and all the Penske cars, uh, all four of the Penske cars, uh, we always count the 21 as a Penske car, uh, got together and they really showed uh, something pretty good there at the end of that second practice. You know what, you have to give it up for the Fords, not just Penske, but all of the Fords. When those guys get together, I mean, they they have a, a single, like a group mindset that they are going to work together. And it shows. I mean, we just finished watching the duels, and it shows. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, the second practice on Tuesday there, uh, like I said, the last about 10 minutes of practice, he got together with uh, with his teammates, the 2, the 22, the 21, and they put together a run and put uh, Ryan at the top of the board by the end of the second practice. So, you know, qualifying uh, on Wednesday um, doesn't necessarily matter except for setting up the duels anyway. Yeah. But what they showed on Tuesday kind of showed what how they're going to race, it looks like. Yeah, it was very exciting. So um, they went out for qualifying single car runs. Um, the order was a random draw of the top 20. Uh, by 2021 owner's points, um, and the f- uh, final 20 of the of that was um, where uh, Ryan was. He, he started 24th, or went out 24th, um, and really he was P2 after his, his lap, but mind you, there were about 20 more car- cars to go after him, and, um, you know, Ross Chain went to the top of the charts at one point, uh, the nine car, then the five car, and the 48, you know. So all the Hendrick cars at the end of the qualifying end up up there. And uh, Ryan ends up 13th in speed on, mm-hmm. uh, on Wednesday. But that puts him in the first duel. And uh, the five is on the pole for the for the, uh, for the the 500. 500. Yeah, and the 48 is uh, 
P2. But the nice thing about the duels is knowing who you're running with and uh, the odd number cars being in duel one and the even number cars from qualifying being in duel two. Well, Ryan ends up in duel one and uh, Brad and Austin end up with him in that first duel. Mm-hmm. And that ends up being pretty good foreshadowing for the way things are going to run. Brad is no longer a teammate, but yet he is still Ford. And um, we see some pretty good things, like I said, out of the Fords. Uh, so on Thursday night or tonight, um, as we're recording this, uh, Duel 1 starts at 60 laps, and um, Ryan starts 7th with Larson on the pole for that. And um, the few, first few laps, they, they you know, they race side by side, but by lap 7, it, it went to single file. Ryan ended up uh, fifth place at that point. Um, but one thing to note, uh, he does have an in-car camera. At least uh, he did Thursday night, so he should have one for the weekend. I would assume so, yeah. So uh, if you've got the NASCAR.com uh, app on your phone, mm-hmm. um, you can watch. And we're actually probably going to set up the Chromecast on one of our extra TVs. And uh, Do they really need to know that we have two TVs set up in our living room so that we could watch racing in more than one angle? I, you know, what's funny about that? We do, the, and we do. And I don't think we're the only ones, though. That's the funny thing. I think, it? yeah, that's the plan, is we're going to have it on the, the Chromecast on the bottom TV, because it's a smaller TV, and then on the big TV, we'll be watching. I'm sure a lot of you out there have one TV and a computer screen, one TV, and you're watching something with it mm-hmm. on your phone. I'm sure there's more than just us doing this. <laughs> Let but, us know. Yeah. Yeah, definitely go on to, on the Twitter and the... And Facebook and, and Instagram, and uh, let us know what you think. If you do something like that, that's kind of cool. We actually like to take a picture of it every once in a while, and post it actually, so you can see it in action. Um, so the by uh, like I said, by lap seven, uh, they single file out, and Ryan, uh, you know, he pretty much stays in that line um, until they start doing some things with uh, pitting. Um, and this is where the Fords, uh, what you were saying earlier about the Fords, is really comes true. Um, at um, what lap here? Lap thirty-four is the Chevys actually pit. Yeah, don't get me wrong. The Chevys and the Toyotas try to. I mean, they they have a lot of good elements when it comes to them working as a group, but it just seems like the Fords are putting on a masterclass on how to do it. Yeah, the, the lap thirty-four, the Chevys pit, and then at lap thirty-five, the Fords all come in and pit. And the Chevys took four tires. That's the funny thing about that is that yeah. people don't realize is they took four tires. Mm-hmm. And the Fords take two tires. And just four or five Fords together is all they really needed. Um, Ryan takes the lead off of pit road. Uh, they end up a good, like, 10 to 12 seconds ahead of that Chevy group. Yeah. And they run the rest of the race um, pretty much in that gr- group of that, four. That group of four was just, yeah, they were the only ones really... Up there at the end. Yeah, it was, so it was the six car and, and uh, the, the 14 and the two, along with Ryan. And uh, Brad does make the move there with, with like three laps to go instead of right at the end. And the six, uh, six the, tw- uh, the two, then the 12 is actual finish in the race to 14. Uh, so Ryan will start uh, seventh on Sunday. Uh, and like I said, a bunch of Fords are going to be at the front of the, of the track. Uh, with the way that the second duel also went with Ford. So um, actually, it should be pretty good, breakdown pretty good for Ryan getting up front pretty quickly uh, on Sunday. Yeah, that was great. I 
I don't understand why uh, it always has to be kind of a small little drag race to the end with him uh, on the super speedways, but there was a three wide second, third, and fourth there with the, the rest of the Fords, so... I mean, he had a third, so that was great, but, you know, if you could do it a little less dramatic, one, just once for us, that'd be great, too. <laughs> yeah, um, so the second duel kind of shakes down the same way. Um, they they kind of got spread out, single file, um, and then uh, the Fords, once again, their pit strategy worked out perfectly again. It's working for them. It's working. Whatever the Fords are doing, I mean, I don't know if you guys are going to class on Saturdays. I don't know what you're doing, but it works. Keep it up. Yeah, they're communicating pretty well up and down pit road. Uh, the 17, the 34, the 21, and of course the 22 are, is leading the pack. And, um, you know, it looks like pretty much it's going to be like that till the finish, but then the 17 decides he's got to make a move uh, coming out of two on the last lap. And depending on who you talk to or who you, who you what you see in the video, but kind of looks like the 22 tried to cut him off. He said in his interview after I just saw it, on Twitter that he said I, I made a mistake. Okay, so or maybe he, he said I made a little mistake, but he yeah. Okay, so he did he did really try to cut off the run. Uh, it looked like the seventy the seventeen had a pretty good run. Um, so time of caution comes out. It's actually the seventeen, the thirty four, the twenty one. Um, so good starting position for the twenty one car also in the duel as long as they don't have to fix a lot of damage because it looked like he got hit a little bit in that melee there at the end. But uh, RFK Racing with uh, brand-new owner, uh, Brad Keselowski, wins both duels. Yeah, slam dunk. So uh, pretty good start for the weekend for them, too. Yeah, they got uh, some hot rods. <laughs> that is the word of the weekend, by the way. If you've been listening to Clint Boyer in the last two weeks for the broadcast. Love him, but everything is a hot rod. Hot rod, <laughs> hot rod, hot rod. So, you know, adjust your uh, weekend uh, beverage game if you'd like to uh, and mm -hmm. use the word hot rod. As your as your as your go to word because uh, it seems like uh, Clint has fallen in love with it. And actually, Busher got out of the car and said he had a he said he had a hot rod. He had a hot rod, so we just started laughing right away. <laughs> so you know, this weekend coming up um, on uh, on Sunday, uh, two thirty on you know on Fox, uh, you know they do all the laps now, and uh, you know we'll have the stage breaks and all the ceremony beforehand. Um, but it really looks like the Fords are set to win another Daytona 500. When it comes to super speedways, the, the Fords, I'm telling you, they're putting on a master class. They are just dominating with the way they uh, have this group mindset. It's the only way I think of calling it is that they just, I don't know, there must be some kind of walkie-talkies or something going up and down pit road where they're all like, I don't know, like group text or something. But they're, they're doing great working together. Um, you know... Everybody who, you know, listens to the podcast, I'm sure, you know, we're, we're all going to be rooting for Ryan. Um, but it was nice as the teammates are all up to speed. It seems like they all know how to draft with each other. You know, even though Austin, uh, you know, even though those guys are rookies, you know, Burton and, and uh, Cindric are rookies, it seems like they kind of know what to do. Um, I saw a little criticism online of Austin, actually, and what he did or didn't do at the end of uh, his duel there with, with Ryan, helping, trying to help Ryan. And actually, uh, from communication that I, I of course, listened to, uh, with about 10 to go, uh, Ryan was told that Austin might be short on gas. Yeah, he did. That's what I thought was happening. Yeah. So a lot of what you saw or didn't see Austin do may have dealt with him not being able to push um, and just trying to 
draft as much mm-hmm. as he could so he could conserve gas and make it to the end. They literally thought that within the last lap or two that Austin was going to run out. He told Ryan at one point, you may lose him um, with about a lap to go. So Yeah, so actually him pulling away like that, it might have helped. It Maybe, I don't know, maybe it helped him keep just a drop or two more in the tank that helped, yeah. but... Yeah, he was trying. He was trying to draft and not not push, and uh, that that really is why it had nothing to do with uh, a rookie mistake or not knowing how to draft with these yep. guys. Um, Austin has proven that he's a you know, champion in other series, and he pretty much knows how to drive anything with four wheels. It seems like so. I, I'm not worried about him helping on Sunday, but I think in their pit strategy when they pitted, they did not pack it full of fuel like the other other cars on their two tire stops. So. You know, he just he just didn't have enough fuel, and he, he made it to the end though, and that's the best part. And when they start on uh, start on Sunday, he's going to be right there uh, in front of Ryan. So, uh, and they should be able to make some moves. Um, you know, winning stages is nice, uh, and I'm sure they'll be up front for winning the stages on Sunday. But uh, really looking forward to them as long as they stay out of other people's problems. Um, be in there at the end. Yeah. As long as we're, you know it's going to happen, but as long as they're just saying wrecking behind you, that's, <laughs> oh, we're okay. Yeah. We, we're good with that, um, especially <laughs> at Daytona. You know, maybe we'll get to hear those famous words uh, again, uh, you know, checkered flag at the line. And uh, if we hear that on Sunday and uh, Ryan's out front, it'll be a good thing. Um, you know, we were there uh, last August for the Ryan's last race at Daytona and, uh, you know, he's, he's showing that uh, he, he does really well there. He has won a duel in 2018. Uh, he's finished second twice in the 500. Um, I think this is the time that uh, this season gets off to a good start. We have no surprises. We see a Penske cars up front all day, and uh, hopefully he doesn't hopefully he doesn't have to do anything to a teammate <laughs> like what we saw at the end of the duel there with Joey blocking. But, uh, you know, hopefully they, they can run together and uh, be successful all day together. Absolutely. So, you know, this, uh, like I said, we just want to throw a quick thing up for you guys to have something to listen to as the weekend goes. Um, you know, we want to thank everyone for tuning in to this episode of the Team Blade Podcast. Um, don't forget uh, this weekend coming up uh, on uh, the NASCAR Fantasy. Um, if you haven't gone in and registered yet, please do so. Um, under Team Blaney is the, the name of the league. Um, uh, I know it, it limits us to 100 people, so... You know, hopefully we get it filled up. I, I think we're pretty close. Um, so, you know, look out for that. Ask us. If you can't get in, go ahead and ask us on Twitter. Ask us on Facebook. We'll see. We can make sure we get you in uh, in case somebody's, you know, on there still from last year. And, you know, it's not active or something like that. Um, but I know there are other uh, uh, team, uh, uh, other Blaney fans that, that, that want to do the um, fantasy. And I think uh, Stella Naris, actually. Who we had on last week, I think she actually has a league set up too under her name. So uh, the live scanner, um, you know, so look out for that. And also, if you're going to do the live scanner on Twitter with with her, um, what you want to do is take one of her hashtags and put it in the top of the screen there, and then just keep hitting the latest at the top of the screen, and it'll keep sorting it down to the newest stuff that she said uh, that she's typed out that uh, Ryan, uh, Jonathan, or Josh has said. So, you know. That's kind of a cool way to watch the race, too, on the weekend. 
Um, so if you'd like to learn more about us, uh, please listen to our first episode from last season there where it really uh, dives deep into how uh, we became fans of the Blaney Racing family. Um, but like I said, if you'd like to interact with us, uh, you can find Team Blaney on Twitter at Team Blaney and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Team Blaney. Uh, don't forget to download, rate, subscribe to the Team Blaney podcast on Apple, Google Podcasts, uh, pretty much anywhere that you can download a podcast now. Um, Adam has tried to make sure we're on there. Um, and like, tell a friend, let's get more Blaney fans on it this year so we got even more people listening together. And like I said, interact with us on, on social medias. We'll interact with you. Um, we've got uh, the Discord uh, Team Blaney set up on Discord also, and I see that some people are in there tonight. Um and uh, they'll be there on race day to talk to each other during the race. Uh, so once again, uh, to close out the show, we want to remind you to check out the Ryan Bellini Family Foundation. This organization established 2018 supports causes that have closely impacted the Blaney family, including Alzheimer's Association, UMPC Sports Medicine. You can find out more about the foundation on its website, RyanBellaniFamilyFoundation.org, or on Twitter at rbfamfoundation, and finally on Facebook at facebook.com slash rbfamilyfoundation. Uh, go on there and check it out. They do have some uh, new things on there, including um, a golf outing that they're doing um, in May. At uh, Top Golf in Charlotte there. Uh, so uh, you want to check that out. Uh, you can help by uh, donating to that. They're going to have silent auction items, and you're going to also have a, an event at Top Golf itself so that you can get... Uh, Get in there, and uh, I think Chase Elliott's actually committed, and there might be some other drivers at some point. They'll be there with Ryan. Um, you know, our favorite would be to watch Josh Williams hit some 300-yard bombs. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be kind of cool to watch, and hopefully he'll be able to be there for it. Um, so, like I said, check them out. Um, you know, for my co-host, Kate, <laughs> I'm Steve Bez, and we'll catch you next time on the Team Blaney Podcast. Good night.